When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you tell us to. It is October spooky season. I am your host, John, with me, my co-host, Jeff. Yep, I'm totally spookified. That's right. We're absolutely spooked out. Uh Uh-huh. We're scared. We can't possibly do anything more. It honestly didn't occur to me until this exact moment that this is one of the Halloween episodes. (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) There's a lot going on uh, this month between travel and work on book stuff. This is going to be a year where normally uh, I do Horrortoberfest during October, where I will watch a horror movie every single day that I have not seen before and do a review of it, and that'll overlap with the podcast, yeah. and I'll force Jeff to watch some of the shit that I'm watching. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm not doing it this year because of time constraints. There's a lot going on. And you're out of town more weekends this this month than I am. You've got, oh, yeah. you got even extra shit going on. Oh, yeah. I, I'm out next weekend, this weekend, the following weekend. Like, I'm just not around this month yeah. almost at all. Uh, but I was like, okay, I do want to at least have some kind of a theme for this month. And since I know that you are a sad little baby and that horror films make you scared and you don't want to watch them or else... You know, you'll have nightmares. That's true. Yeah, you got you got it exactly right. I have I have terrible nightmares. I know that you complain. Yeah, I get colicky. Yeah, yeah. You'll wake up and you'll need a glass of water, and I'll have to hold you for about an hour. Yeah, I need to be bounced. (laughs) Yeah. So I decided the theme for this month I would do horror comedy, and I was like, all right, I'll even go to the list of our movies that we normally have because usually during Horrortoberfest, I'll just pick the ones that I'm doing. And I'll leave our normal list alone. Absolutely. But I was like, whatever, I'll just pick two that are already horror comedy things on our list. That way we can get more stuff that you've recommended to us, which is the whole point of the show. That's correct. Yeah, you the listener. So we watched (laughs) Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Mm -hmm. And brother, not only is this not really horror... Baby, it ain't comedy, neither. It's not really much of a thing at all. <laughs> it is a just sort of a sad attempt to ape another performer, if you will, <laughs> if, you, <laughs> you, if you, you understand, <laughs> a, ape them. Ah, yes, I see. That's some prime ape comedy is what that is right there. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, but yeah, this is a movie where... Duke Mitchell and Sammy Petrillo. Oh, is that who they were? Are our main heroes. I would have thought that they were (laughs) Dean Martin and and Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Based on their their crack comic timing. I would have thought they were Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis if they had been, I don't know, in a terrible accident and suffered severe concussion. (laughs) It is two people basically doing the Martin and Lewis shtick. Yeah, they're trying to do the road movies. Yeah, but it is much worse (laughs) much much worse and they 
God damn it. They dragged poor Bella Lugosi out of did he his do morphine-induced stupor just, to did, do this. Did he do anything outside of being Dracula that wasn't fucking sad as hell? Because <laughs> I mean, all I ever see him in is these sad little, like, like Plan 9 and shit. And I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> he, I mean, he had a decent acting career through the 30s and up to the 40s-ish early but by the time it hit the 50s, this came out uh, 52, I believe. Yeah, it looks like 52. And by the time it got to the 50s, he had basically completely tanked, you know, hadn't been getting any work, had a morphine addiction, mm-hmm. was not doing great. So uh, the only reason he's in this is because the studio had started re-releasing some of the old Legosi horror movies. Mm-hmm. So they were like, Oh, let's wheel this poor old man out and force him to be in the worst movie ever. He looks straight up upset to be in this. Oh, yeah. Like, there's stuff from, like, notes from people who were involved with it, which were like, he was a delight to be around. He's professional. He's just nice. Like, he was not doing okay. Yeah. Like, no, he you was can definitely tell. a little ill from addiction and just not wanting to be part of this. Yeah. But at least he was still a good guy. Because my understanding is that this movie was filmed in like six days. So, oh yeah. So yeah. At, at least that you know he didn't have to be around for very long. No. And man, it. <laughs> I'm amazed they managed to film this movie in six days because watching it feels like eight. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's God. It is wild how bad this is. It's astonishingly bad. Like, like I, it's amazing. I've heard of this before. Like you prevent presented me my list of options, and I was like, oh, I've heard that name. I've always wanted to know what the hell that is. And so now sure. you know. And now I know and I don't want to anymore. <laughs> it's just sad. And as well, it's also one of those things where at first when I found out about the movie and I was like, oh, this is also under the title The Boys from Brooklyn. Yes. And when they had originally released it under the name Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla, they left his name out of the opening credits, and there are no end credits. Yeah, it just ends. Because they were like, oh, we're going to put his fucking name in the title, and it's up when you first start the movie. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But then when they changed it, they also didn't add his name in, and I was like, oh, he just doesn't get credit for this movie, which is also probably for the best. Mm-hmm. If you're like, oh, if you didn't realize that going in, you're like, please don't have my name associated with this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's where I would be. I, I don't even want my name associated with this review of this movie. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I'm, we're just going to have this be a, a movie mastery featuring two Alan Smithies. It's fine. I'm just going to bleep your name out oh, when we that, do that's this. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Or change the name for, to The Boys from San Diego for the episode title. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably would if that wouldn't fuck up the entire thing of listing this online. <laughs> Since when does that stop us from fucking up titles? Uh, every single time for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, someone has some professionalism left. <laughs> Don't a, worry. Just a bit. Don't worry. We'll morphine that out of you. <laughs> uh, so the spoiler-free review is this is the worst nonsense with uh, just nothing redeemable about it. No, nothing at all. Yeah, Nothing like, at all. It. I was just trying to. I was looking up the cast list, and I just found like the IMDb thing, which which says entertainers M- Mitchell and Petrillo, and then in parentheses Martin and Lewis clones. Yes, and I'm like, was that common enough of, of a thing that that uh, that's just a regular like deal that that there's a lot of Martin and Lewis comedy teams? I, I no. it makes me wonder. I mean, one of the little tidbits is 
Jerry Lewis sued Sammy Petrillo for straight up copying his act. I just want to sue him for fucking sucking. I just, <laughs> well, I mean, you have to assume that part of the suing was you are doing my shtick, but you are making me look worse yeah. by comparison. Yeah. Like yeah. people are going to see you and go, oh, I guess that's what Jerry Lewis is like. And I don't want that. Like I haven't seen a Jerry Lewis road movie since I was a kid because my dad would watch them from time to time and I have not. Yeah. And I don't remember the, the thing about the difference here and it probably should be on the other side of the break for this. Uh, but the thing that gets me here is just how mad he is all the time. Where L- Lewis is always just sort of put upon, but this guy's just like, ah, leave me alone, ah, I hate it, ah. You're like, this isn't really a clone of Jerry Lewis. He's more like just an angry baby that, that developed speech too early. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. He was 17 when they made this. Good God. So, you know, it's one of those things where I look at it and I go, yeah, it. me at 17, if someone was like, hey, can you you know, ape the style of Jerry Lewis, I'd be like, of course I can. And I would probably end up looking like this because I would be a shitty idiot 17 year old. It's funny how this, that, that alone is enough to reverse my position. Not, not so much on the movie. The movie, the movie is a, t- a turd. Yeah. His acting is atrocious, but on Dean Martin, where I'm like, don't sue a 17 year old for doing an impression of you. That's that, that makes you look bad now. <laughs> Could have just gone on your, any available thing. Cause you had like your own TV shows and shit and just be like, yeah, there's some kid out there acting like me sucks. <laughs> And that would have been fine. Uh, I mean, he had brought him on one of his shows to basically play a baby version of him. Like, literally in a crib, baby version of him. Oh, it's hilarious. And then, I guess he just went, oh, I guess that's, you know, tacit approval to keep doing your shtick. Yeah. So, anyway, we are going to play a little music. We will come right back and have the in-depth spoiler review for Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn Gorilla. The Counts. Bella Lugos is dead. Bella Lugos is dead. We're back, and it is time to really get into, I mean, I guess the plot, if you can call it that, of Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's uh, it's barely a plot, and it, it's got... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, the, the gorilla shows up in the last five minutes. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You hear the title, Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla, and you're like, oh, there's going to be some sort of, like, escaped gorilla from the zoo in New York, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, a thing that I assume might happen, and he, like, I don't know, tries to control it or something. Sure. But when the actual plot is two idiot performers find themselves in the jungle because they fell out of a plane Mm -hmm. and then nothing happens for an hour. And then at the very end, one of them turns into a gorilla. Yes, (laughs) it's it's, uh, it is really something. But it opens on a narrator describing the densest, darkest jungles, just doing that kind of... This is the jungle, the vast wilderness of giant lush foliage. Yeah, and then he lists a bunch of animals that would never be found in a tiny tropical island. Hey, there's a tiger and a lion. That never happens. And a python that can crush an elk, and you're like, where is this? (laughs) If it found one. Also, the lion, they they, they, uh, do this thing where they've got a lion in some zoo facility, and they're trying to feed it a pig by shaking a dead pig from the other side of a hole. Yeah. And then they cut to it having the pig in its mouth and like, wow, look, he just got that pig. <laughs> ah, what a fierce lioness. Yeah. Great. 
It's uh, it's some amazing footage that they're just like, yeah, this terrifying jungle with every kind of giant thing you've ever heard of is out here. And what have we here? Who are these men? What can they possibly be doing in this cruel tropical wilderness? It's funny. They, they do have giant beards and they're both wearing suits. In the beginning, yeah. and they're clearly not the actors. They just they I guess they didn't want to put fake beards on two guys, so they just had two random dudes with beards lay down in the jungle. It's weird because we get one throwaway line that like, oh yeah, they've been here for like a month or something. Yeah. Eating, you know, fish and berries and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. But that feels oddly unlikely given that the size of this island is roughly a city block <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird that they've been hiding out in the in the uh the woods this whole time but we open on the two of them asleep on the ground and then a bunch of very obviously white guys in loincloths come out of the woods and Ooh. start start speaking some uh some made-up languages yeah just straight up like you're doing the improv exercise translator bit and the person who is doing the fake language that you need to translate. Mm -hmm. And they've decided to go full ungabunga. And yeah. you're like, ooh, I'm not happy to be on the stage with you. I don't even want to say that out loud, considering that potentially offensive. I was like, look, if you just imagine two guys or four to six guys who stand around saying nothing but Star Wars alien names at each other, you're pretty much there. <laughs> Fortuna Chewbacca. You know, it's that, it's that stuff. Luke Skywalker Han Solo. Alien names. <laughs> Corellians hey, don't count. Humans are aliens. <laughs> yeah, I guess they are if you're a Rodian, sure. Yeah. <laughs> greedo, greedo. That sort of thing. It's fine. You can get away with Salacious Crumb. <laughs> yeah, they find these two guys, bring them back to the chief's hut, and clean them up, shave them, put some clothes on them. I like that their idea of what the natives dress them up in for, like, jungle clothes is Hawaiian shirts and, and white pleated slacks. Yes. I absolutely adore that they're also like, oh, yeah, and our, our women wear just, just these Hawaiian print dresses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're modernized. I mean, they're, they're sure they aren't technically living like they're modernized, but they're aware of the outside world. And the, the primary vector to this tribe, the daughter, uh, has been to college. I think she went like Oxford or something and has come back. Yeah, she. <laughs> uh, she is Nona, our main love interest for Duke here. Yeah, Duke is a nothing character. He's in the he, he is in this film. To serve Duke, as the Dean Martin. I mean, Duke is here as the Dean Martin, but he's supposed to be like, oh, I'm the suave crooner. I'm the one who's like, uh, I'm here to be the normal straight man, and yeah. I'm going to be the kind of guy who says nice things, and here we go. I do boo 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 do yeah. boo. But with, with a big difference, Dean Martin can sing a little bit, perhaps even a lot of bit. <laughs> and this guy cannot sing, but does several times throughout the film. I mean, it's also hampered by the fact that the sound quality on this yes. is the cheapest they could find. Also, they don't set up anything about this guy in the slightest. He's just like, hello, I'm uh, Duke Mitchell. Hello. Okay, I'm in love with your daughter, and she's in love with me. Great. Now we're getting married. And you're like, what the fuck? Ha what? What happened? We have no time for plot. We got more Jerry Lewis-style business to do, and I'm just going to stand back and let it happen. Ugh. Going to watch this other guy fuck his career over. <laughs> yeah, Duke Mitchell as the... Dean Martin. Love that it's even DM. Same initials and everything. Yes. It's perfect. Uh, is 
forgettable, mm-hmm. but Sammy Petrillo. Yeah, a is... copycat of Sammy Pavis Jr. <laughs> Sammy Pavis. <laughs> the, the initials How dare line you? up. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Petrillo is. I mean, again, it really is a teenager's version of Jerry Lewis. Yeah. It's like if you had heard of Jerry Lewis <laughs> and then went, I can do that. Yeah, sure. Oh, a high-pitched whiny guy? Yeah. I mean, I know that we're talking to an audience who largely knows Jerry Lewis from pretty much Professor Frank. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you, you, but that's that's better. That's a milder version of the Jerry Lewis shtick than what you're going to see here. Yeah, I mean, given that this is full, nice lady type Jerry Lewis. Yeah. But even then, the difference here is Petrillo in this movie is just sort of an abrasive asshole. Yes. For the entire time. He has no redeeming features. Yeah, Jerry Lewis at least was like, oh, oh no, I'm trying to do good, but I'm clumsy. Or, oh, I'm so put upon. Things are happening to me. Oh, it was a wacky misunderstanding. Whereas Petrillo spends this entire time being awful and then complaining that people don't like him since he's so awful. Yes. Like, there's a part in this movie that took me out of it where he's sitting around eating breakfast in Bella Lugosi's castle and he gets mad at, at Duke and just starts throwing fucking plates at him. Yeah, throws a fucking whole ass plate that shatters on a door and i'm like this ain't your fucking house asshole what are you doing get the fuck out of here what was that and he's like i just broke bella lugosi's plate you dick i'm one of three white guys on the island which means i'm king i is (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, hate oh wait i just realized everyone on this island is white guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah like the chief is actually Hawaiian descent. Yeah. And everyone else is just a white guy with some brown makeup on. Uh-huh. Quite Woo. a few of those. A lot a lot of oh no is going on in this. <laughs> the, the, the the rest of the background cast aren't what you'd call focusers. Yeah. So you don't want to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There is <laughs> there's so much in this that I keep going like yee. Like at least the uh, the weird thing is the other guy on the island, Pepe, is like Mexican. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, well, that's weird that you're like, all right, here's our island. We're vaguely African Polynesian. Mm-hmm. Also, there's one white guy and one Mexican guy. And the white guy lives in this massive castle. Why? How is why? how did why why is there a castle here? Like ah. please give me some line about how it's an old Spanish sea fortress or something. And they just don't. He lives in a haunted, spooky castle because he's Bella Lugosi. Yep. Uh, so the story here is that Duke and Sammy were supposed to be going to do a show for the boys on Guam. Which is weird because, again, where the fuck is this island? Yeah. Because Gua- they were flying from Brooklyn to Guam, which and, and they took the long way, apparently. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, now the <laughs> I'd love to find out that this island is just one of the Florida Keys. Oh, yeah, that, that's the end. It's just one of the ones they haven't built a bridge to yet. Huh? the <laughs> the reason they are on the island, though, is Sammy tried to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Opened the wrong door or Duke did. And then Sammy followed him out. However, they were both just wearing parachutes in the plane. Yes. So they fell out, parachuted down, landed on this island. They've been here for 
however long. Uh-huh. And now these are the first people they've found from the Zamboanga group. Hmm. Yes. On the island of Cola Cola. Cola Cola, which... I'm okay with saying, but everything else, it's gotta be a Star Wars name. We can't we we're not gonna cheapen their weird gibberish with a with a with a response. <laughs> and uh if you are wondering if the name of Cola Cola means that Sammy Petrillo will make nonstop Pepsi and Coke jokes, you are correct. I'm sorry, uh, that would not be correct. What he will make is terrible references to Pepsi or Coke that could not be called by any reasonable metric jokes. True. He has. He'll say things like, ah, thank you for having me on Cola Cola. You really make me feel like I've got a tummy full of Pepsi. Do you get it? <laughs> He's. Worse than Fran Drescher. <laughs> well, yes, in almost every conceivable way. Yes. <laughs> Fran but, Drescher generally is a delight. <laughs> a delight. Uh, but yeah, I think he has, I'm going to be generous and say two jokes mm -hmm. in this entire thing. And it's just hack jokes yes. of like, you know, someone asked if I had taken a bath, and I said, why are you missing one? Yeah. Hey! Yeah, it's all these old hack jokes. You, you know, uh, a guy told me he had he had a bite for three days, so you know what I did? I bit him. Great. Okay, yeah. All right. That was that, that had hair on it when you picked it up. Yeah. You should have left that where you found it. <laughs> Neither of those were particularly quit fresh. Root, quit rooting around for jokes at the back of the fridge, dude. You know? <laughs> Remember that one at the very end of the movie where he's like, uh, the, the, a luau bird is a bird that lays square eggs, and then it goes, luau, luau. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. That's, that's, that, that's the one shot you get to see of these two having a comedy duo act, in which he stands around and tells the worst jokes you've ever heard, and Duke Mitchell ignores him entirely and launches into the only song he knows again. Yes. Uh, yeah, that night they have a luau to celebrate the fact that they found two white guys. Uh-huh. And Sammy essentially just yells and complains and is sort of a big piece of shit for a while. He bumbles about and says he doesn't want to eat on the floor and that he wants he wants proper food. He keeps complaining about how he wants to be back in Brooklyn. And then he, because Nona, the chief's daughter, and Duke are getting comfy, yeah. he's like, I want my own girl. And so Nona's like, all right, I have a sister. Let me go get her. And wouldn't you know it? She's overweight. Mm -hmm. This will be the only bit that basically <laughs> Sammy will have for, I'm going to say most of this movie is, oh no, a fat woman. Yes. Yeah. And her name is Saloma and he will call her Salami instead because you see, she's a big piece of meat. And, and, uh, you would think, Perhaps that joke would get stale if repeated every time he said her name for the duration of the rest of the movie. And and you would be right, except it would have happened immediately instead. And they would just keep doing it anyway. Also, you would think, like, this is this person's baby sister. And, and she never gets mad. She no, thinks it's hilarious. Sammy's like, fuck you. You're ugly and I don't want you to get near me. Like, straight to Nona's face going... Tell this gorilla to leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, ha ha ha. Oh, you, my sister is repulsive. And you're like, God damn. Well, you can quit yelling. She's very nice. Yeah, she's nice, but she's also an elephant. And you're like, okay, but why isn't anyone getting mad at this guy? The, instead, most of them just think that this is funny. They're like, ah, a fat lady likes an uh -huh. annoying man. She is going to chase after this man and yeah. he will run away. Yeah. So every time they, he's like, Dookie, help me. And Dookie will be like, 
hey, just run faster, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Instead uh, of being like, uh, maybe for the interest of not getting us in trouble with the tribe, we should establish clearer boundaries. Can we do anything like that? I mean, we even have a point where, like, Sammy is talking to the chief and is straight up just like, hey, this village sucks and this place blows. And Duke is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and nothing. Nothing, nothing comes it, it. it doesn't fucking matter. God damn it. <laughs> I just want someone to fucking stab this man. Yeah, yeah. Then, so anyway... Uh, in an attempt to get away from his bad situation, he uh, Sammy bumbles into the the uh, very low rent Hawaiian dance routines were being shown as a way to stretch this movie all the way to nearly seventy minutes. Oh yeah, look, we're here's the a- thing: uh, we have uh, TV mastery. If you join us at the ten dollar a month level on our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/SystemMastery, we are going through small screen superheroes, and we watched. The Incredible Hulk from the 70s, one of the TV movies, and it is longer than this movie and also appreciably better. Yes, we watched a full-length TV movie, so we're reversing things this week. This is a short episode. If you want the full content, you're going to have to come find us over at the the bonus content. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, it's still probably not going to be a short episode. We never make short movie masteries. It's impossible. No. Uh, I mean, shit, we've talked for like half an hour just because this movie is awful hey you know what at the end he gets turned into a gorilla and then they rescue him and this all turns out to be a dream thank you and good night <laughs> don't uh, watch it so nona when duke is inquiring about like oh how how do i get off this island by the way uh says oh perhaps dr zabor can help you he's the other white man on this island i haven't brought him up yet because i like you and i don't want you to leave essentially is the subtext yes but like, oh, I'll go take you to see him. By the way, I work for him, so I'm going to be there every day anyway. Yeah, I'm his assistant. Yeah. He's a scientist. I went to college in America, so that's why I have no accent mm-hmm. and also am completely intelligent on science and nonsense because I went to college. Yes. And that's basically that scene, you know, unless you want to. I mean, Take the I'm, 20 minutes of Saloma running around chasing after Sammy. The only thing I wanted to mention was Duke Mitchell's song, because he's going to sing it like three more times throughout the movie, but this is the first time you have to hear it. it where It's like the least song necessary to legally be called a song. Oh, yeah. This feels like it was made up on the spot to be a parody of a crooner song, because yeah. it's just, baby, do I love you? Indeed, I do. Yeah. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Oh, because I love you, do. Yeah, it's you know, just like, that. Wow, that's fucking nothing <laughs> and since it, you, you think it sounds like a send-up of a dean martin song the oh that that they've worked the joke through it's not a joke it's the only song they have access to and they will use no, they it. have two he sings one other song oh, in this does he? okay i know he sings that one at least three times including at the end of the film yeah he has one point where he sings another song because nona is like oh there was a a song i liked in the states oh, and he's okay. like oh yeah i i also know that one right but anyway, yeah, we can go straight to uh, the mansion where the only line that gets quoted from this movie shows up, which is like, this mansion looks like death didn't take, or not just like death took a holiday, but that he got a hangover afterwards. Which, what? what? I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. But uh, in here we finally meet Bella Lugosi and his um, brown-faced manservant, Chula. Yes, indeed. Um, and so Bella Lugosi is Dr. Zabor, but also he's just Bella Lugosi. 
in that they immediately just lampshade and go, oh, yeah. Ain't this the fella that goes around with the bats in the hand and the biting people on the neck and wearing capes? Oh. Yeah. And and uh, Duke's like, no, of course he isn't. Watch. Here, I'll prove it to you. Hey, Dr. Zabor, make a face. And in the first of what are many times where you can tell that Bella Lugosi doesn't want to be here, he doesn't really make a face. No, he, just he looks, doesn't basically move at all. He looks angry for a second. He just kind of goes, like, just glares at them. Like, see, that's not, he's not a Dracula. It's wild to me that they would do that. Because you're like, if you wanted to lampshade, like, oh, Bella Lugosi's on here. And you're like, oh, you look like Dracula. Oh, we're going to make a joke of that. But then... Once he does that and goes back, then he goes back over to Zabor and is like, oh my god, you're right. That's that Dracula guy. And yeah. like, stop that. What the movie should, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to tell a 1952 piece of shit movie how to do its job, except that what they should have done, obviously, is say, yeah, that's fucking Bela Lugosi. He's not Dracula, he's Bela Lugosi. He just, retur- after his illustrious acting career, he returned to his one true love, evolutionary science on, on tropical islands. And his actual name, his Christian name, Zabor. Yeah. Well, no, we just change his name to Bela Lugosi. That way he can meet a Brooklyn gorilla. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they show up and we find out that, uh, as Jeff had just mentioned in that bit, Dr. Zabor's focus is evolutionary biology but specifically the mad science version where he's like i'm working on a drink i can give someone that'll make them evolve that was actually probably for me the most interesting thing in the was when he was describing what science it is he does because he was using 1952 genetic theory yes where he was like yes it's form it's postulated that each bo- uh, living form is comprised of multiple cells each of which contains a gemule and i was like oh they're using the right words look at that i mean the right words for an era that was all wrong but still a neat right words yeah i'm like hey the lugosi bits again when he's actually allowed to be on screen and not have a screaming idiot in his face yeah i'm like Man, even right now, you're still good. I still like watching you do stuff, and it hurts yeah. having you interact with these two. There's there's a bit where, where uh, basically, uh, Sammy's like, oh, I understood exactly what he just said after he ta- uh, babbles on about evolutionary theory for a couple seconds. And Duke's like, sure, do you really? He goes, yeah, the evolutionary biology of the thermule of the glaive, and, you know, just doing that. And Sam- Duke's just like, would you shut up? Just... Just shut up. That just, was amazing w- to me because it felt not scripted. It exactly. was just felt like Duke Mitchell went, God damn it, shut your mouth, Sammy. Yeah. And not only, but then every single time going forward from there, whenever he does his shtick at Lugosi, Lugosi won't even look at him. He just kind of goes, Yeah, enough of that. Yeah. That's all he that's his full response to it every yes, time. Of course. Mm, yes. Stop that, please. <laughs> please go into a different room. Uh so Zabor working on evolution nonsense. He's been building a man. <laughs> uh, I mean, mostly he's just been hanging out with a chimp. Yeah. The same chimp that was Cheetah from Tarzan. <laughs> but in this movie is Ramona. That's its real name. Everyone's using their real names here, except Bella Lugosi. You could have fixed this. <laughs> could have been fine. Bella Lugosi could have been on an island doing weird experiments. Yeah, that would have made this movie one or two percent better. Yeah, that would have brought it up to... I don't know, one or two percent good. Yep. <laughs> uh now we also get established here. Dr. Zabor is in love with Nona as well. And so 
he's like, ah, oh, when will you leave this life and come with me? Ah, blah. I'm, I'm Bella Lugosi. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> And so forth. <laughs> the children of the night and whatever. <laughs> I must now return to sleep in the home soil of my country. I'm going to watch TV. I don't drink evolutionary nonsense formula or whatever. <laughs> I don't drink beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So that, uh, that, that's your love triangle: is the unrequited love between Bella Lugosi and what's the actor's name, no. Charlita. And, yeah. and Nona, and um, and then th- this Duke dude. Yeah, because he immediately clocks that Nona and Duke are into each other, and he's like, uh, I don't care for that. And it's like, yeah, no one does. It happened immediately and right in front of us, and no one saw any kind of reason as to why. Yeah, but also, no one's really into, like, you and Nona, because no, that's that, also real grody. That, that doesn't look right either. <laughs> so, you know... Maybe just nobody here is Maybe good. Maybe just get all these doofy white dudes off the island. But Pepe, who is the law enforcement of the island, shows up at, around this point, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, hello, I'm Pepe. I'm the I represent law enforcement." And they're like, "Can you help us get off the island?" He goes, "Yeah, there's a boat that comes once every two months." And they're like, "Well, shit, we can't wait that long." And I keep wanting anyone to say, "When was it last year?" <laughs> yeah, how long would it be until one shows up from this point? Yeah, especially because I'm like. You were here for like a month. So if it's every two months and it showed up before you landed here, you don't have that long to wait. But they're like, we got to get to the boys on Guam. And I'm like, dude, you've been here for a month. That ship has sailed. Yeah, you missed that. That wasn't <laughs> like your your show is gone. You don't need to worry about that. That's that's not something that's a problem anymore. <laughs> and both of them are like, oh, well. Zabor is like, you can stay in my castle if you want, if you want to, like, have an actual bed or whatever, instead of living out in the jungle. And, like, Duke is fully into Nona. Sammy's at least getting to have, like, a fucking little nightcap and a candle. Like, yes. He's in full Victorian era bed sheets. Like, he's going to see Jacob Marley. Yeah, it's really funny when he's like, go upstairs and take anything from my clothing you wish. And they come back down and like, Duke is now dressed as a lounge singer at a tiki bar. Yeah. Where he's got like, a, he's got a, a Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned all the way, but tied in a knot at the bottom and he's wearing like white slacks. And yeah, and then Sammy comes out and he's dressed like fucking Bob Marley. Not Bob Marley. The one of Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley. He was dressed like Bob Marley dressed as Jacob Marley. He was dressed like Bob Marley, Jacob Marley's brother. Mm-hmm. From Marley and Marley. From Marley and Marley, exactly, yeah. Oh <laughs> We're Marley and Marley. Whoa. Sorry, I just want to keep doing that because that movie's good. <laughs> I wish, uh, a better movie. I wish I'd watched that. And I'm also really happy that we were able to reference any other part of Christmas Carol just now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as long as it's the Muppet one, we can reference whatever. Indeed. Uh, anyway, that is, uh, we also get Ramona establishes a relationship with Sammy. Yeah, now they're together. Like, uh... Like, no, they're getting no. married right away. Like, right away, they're talking about how they're going to get yeah, married. Neither of those are the people that you're talking about. Oh, who am I talking about? Ramona and Sammy establish a relationship, ah. which are the chimp and the yes. annoying one. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, they have a big, chunky key that they have for uh, Ramona's cage and let her out. And she, you know, shakes hands with Duke, but then is like, I'm going to kiss Sammy. Yeah. And Sammy, again, just 
Screech is like God's uh, worst get it creation. Off me. I hate it. And honestly, the entire time watching this, every time that chimp was in the same scene with Sammy, I was like, get him. <laughs> How have you not mauled this man yet? He is the most annoying thing around. How have you not been like, I could stop this? <laughs> I, I'm one of God's creations, and I have no remorse over ripping this man's face off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like at a certain point, Johnny Weissmuller would have mauled him in that in a similar situation. I want Ramona to go full nope on this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, but instead, he has to be the one who's friends with the, with the ape, who he will only ever call a monkey. Yes. Uh, and in fact, everybody in the movie, there's a part where, where uh, Lugosi introduces Ramona the chimp and is like, yeah, those are my guinea pigs. And he's like, no, those are monkeys. And he walks over there. Yeah, I'm checking. They're definitely monkeys. Like, yeah, yes, monkeys, indeed. But uh, they also are my guinea pigs. And you're like, no, fuck, fucking shut them down. You, you know, you're, you know enough science. I mean, at least apes. when he first interrupt, uh, introduces them, he's like, ah, yes, the great apes. Yes. And you're like, okay, good, you know. The great apes, a kind of monkey. <laughs> no, no, you know. no. <laughs> apes, a monkey. <laughs> Why, they're as much fish as a dolphin, which is a fish. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, now, we get that night. Essentially, Nona and Duke pledge to get married, essentially, out of yeah. fucking nowhere. They've these known each were, other for two days. These two are in a fucking hurry, and it's weird. Like, they knew the shoot was only six days, but they were like, we're going to pretend like our love takes that long as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're out pledging their love to each other under the watchful spying eye of Chula, who I really wish wasn't in this. Yeah. Also, I'm not comfortable saying his name, so I'm going to come up with a Star Wars for Ula. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Quadaneros, <laughs> <laughs> who goes back and lets the uh, l- lets the the bad doctor know. Yeah. He's like, mm, I will spend most of this movie stewing about that, and it will be hilarious because people will try to engage me with the plot, and I'll be like, I'm not getting out of this chair. At, at one point, Ramona manages to unlock her own cage. Then d- that same night, goes up and gets into bed with Sammy, mm-hmm. who oh hilariously wakes up and there's a there's a chimp there. I found that amazing that that part because he was mostly he was asleep being like man don't uh, dookie what are you doing in my bed man dookie don't touch me and then he, when he wakes up rather than freaking out he just goes oh it's you uh, what, are you, what are you doing out of what your you, cage what are you doing here i expected a full-blown shriek yeah you know i expected a jump backwards fall down roll over backwards shriek and i was Except so happy i knew that wasn't going to happen because i was like that might make that chimp kill you yeah i can't do that <laughs> So instead, he is when, you know, less than an inch away from this chimp's face is very calm, very gentle. <laughs> and yeah, I don't think it stops the chimp anyway. You can see Ramona looking up life insurance policies for this guy. I mean, there's the point where they're like, hey, we should get these two together. Why don't you kiss that monkey, Sammy? And you can see Ramona is like attempting to bite Sammy's arm. It's yeah. just like, how how <laughs> yeah so anyway shenanigans ensue he he takes her back to the cage and you know they go past a sitting around getting drunk dr zabor who's like the fuck are you doing with my monkey and he's like in my room go put it away and then when duke shows up it's like Hey, what's going on? Your friend is in the laboratory with the monkey for some reason. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, which is funny because Duke really does. He's like, 
Sammy and a monkey? This I gotta see. And he like tears off out of the room. And I'm like, dude, you've seen Sammy and that monkey. Yeah. And he finds Ape. Sammy asleep on the ground, cradling Ramona. Uh-huh. And he's just like, oh, look at those precious babies. I'll go ahead and lock the cage and leave you in here with this animal. <laughs> Good night, Sammy. I hope you die. Nothing bad's ever happened to a white man. It's 1952. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad stuff for white people. I'll be going on my way. <laughs> I wish he sounded like that. He mostly just sounds boring. <laughs> yes. Both of them are the worst versions of yeah. who they are trying to be. Like, we're doing a Dean Martin impression, and we really shouldn't be. Instead, he's just like, hey, look at these lovebirds. I'm going to leave them in the cage. <laughs> like, there are a few points where I'm like, You're, you kind of do the smooth crooner thing. But it's so rare for him to have any amount of charisma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just sucks. He's just boring. Yeah, he's just like, well, I'm handsome enough, and that should be enough. Yeah. Yeah, There's it, it really does need to be, because there's all these parts where Ramona's like, no, I came home because I'm going to become the queen of this tribe. I'm That's why I'm back here. And he's like, baby, that's stupid. You're going to move to New York and be a housewife. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh now another running gag that starts re, uh, being reborn around here is Saloma showing up to try to get Sammy and uh, put food in his mouth. Oh, yeah. If you ever wanted to hear a man angrily shriek that he can feed himself for just minutes at a time. I know how to feed myself. I can put food in my own mouth. You're not my mom. That's my purse. I don't know you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so annoying. Uh like they, the sight gag when they all have dinner together. They, yeah, that's like the next evening yeah. they have a big meal where Zabor and them are all eating with the chief. Yeah, and the big sight gag is that there's this one dude that's always wearing like a big a, a eagle headdress, like, headdress thing. It, look, it looks like they took the top of like a coastal salish totem pole and we're like, yeah, this is close enough, whatever. And in this case, they've rigged it so that whenever he eats, he puts food into the totem pole and then a big mouth opens and closes yeah, on it. Yeah, basically the jaw of this like big head mask thing is connected to the actor's jaw such that when he opens it, the like front of the mask opens as well. Yeah. It flaps open and closed. And what is the gag they set up with this? Why he takes a bite of food and Sammy elbows Duke and says, yeah, look at that. That's the joke. Yeah. The joke is that they rigged a mask to move. Yeah. Does anyone have any amusing commentary or does a funny thing happen? Oh, does he shower with that thing on? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm clever. A boobity boo. <laughs> I wish I was doing that. Uh, but yeah, that just starts a whole nother Saloma chasing around. Yeah, because Sammy it, thing. There's like six people here for dinner, right? You got you got the, the well, seven. You got the four lovebirds such as they are. Dr. Zabor, this random dude with the with the headdress on. And Chief Rakos. Yeah. And at one point, uh, Polo, or, or uh, what's her name? Nona whispers to to uh, Duke, hey, let's go fuck in the woods, you know, basically. Yeah. And, and, he, and like, we'll, she we'll leaves leave during one exit, and then five seconds later, Duke gets up and leaves through the other exit of the hut. It's super. Yeah, you guys you guys nailed it. No one noticed that happening, even though you are two, a large percentage of this group. Yeah. yeah. No one noticed the two of you sneaking out by getting up and walking away from a big circle that's only had seven people in it. Well, they left in opposite directions. Where could Clearly, they, they weren't going together. Yeah, it, it, Duke just went further into the chief's hut for some reason. 
And then Saloma tries to whisper the same thing to Sammy. And Sammy's just like, what? You want me to go outside one door and you go out another? And then we meet up outside? Yeah, okay, that sounds like a swell plan. You're like, no, it it doesn't. You hate her, remember? Ugh. And that leaves just the three older men sitting there, and they just don't say a word. Yeah, they just sort of continue to eat in silence. And then Zabor's like, well, I'm going to go back to the lab. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this has been great. (laughs) Well, a good time was had by all. Mm. (laughs) Good Lord, what is happening in there? (laughs) So Zabor goes back to the lab, and Chula spies on them, uh, Nona and Duke, and is like, oh, they're, they're still basically deciding to get married and he sang a different song from the one he sang three times so that's how you know it's serious yeah and he's like very well i've discovered a way to reverse evolution and so instead of having a potion that makes you evolve more i'll make them evolve back and they inject ramona the chimp and she turns into an actual monkey this yes. time yeah she turns into a like a little tart like a, i don't even know it's like a little marmoset or something yeah, like, like, a, like a grows langer. a tail. Yeah, grows a tail, turns into a little langer, and they're like, see, look at that. And then the next morning, she's back to a chimp. He's like, damn it, I didn't make it strong enough. Mm. It wasn't strong enough, my formula. And then Nona comes in and is like, what are you talking about? My formula, it's not strong enough. What? 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 Ah, no, nothing. Ne- never you mind. It was like, what? It's, wow. But, uh, but anyway, I don't even know how we get to the point where he just gets, he tricks uh, Duke into drinking this. Well... Uh, he basically is like, all right, I'm going to have Nona work in the lab and he's going to send Duke to go see Pepe. And when Nona tries to go with him, he's like, oh no, I need you to work in the lab. You need to stay here. Right. And then he's like, Chula, go punch that guy in the face. And he's like, I thought you would never ask. (laughs) He's like, no, I don't mean Sammy. I mean the other one. He's like, eh, good enough. Uh, I'll take it. (laughs) Take what I can get. (laughs) I'm working my way up till the real target. (laughs) So Duke goes off to go see Pepe about using the one radio on the island to maybe get a boat here. Okay. Chula follows and punches him in the head and takes him back to the lab. (laughs) Uh, And at that point, he's like, all right, now that Chula comes in and basically like does a little nod and like, yeah, I got him to Dr. Zabor. Zabor's like, all right, uh, no, no, you can fuck off. <laughs> Why don't you go? I didn't need you anything. You can leave. Why don't you go? I don't know. See how he's doing with the Pepe or whatever. Yeah, go find him with Pepe. Fuck. I don't really need you for anything. And Sammy is just like, uh, I don't know. Why don't you also leave? <laughs> just get out of here. Whatever. I'm going to do some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, shut the fuck we're, up. We're, no, we're good. <laughs> I gave it the office. <laughs> Enough from you. Oh, uh, so they take him, strap him to a table, and he injects uh, Duke with his de-evolution serum and then strips him buck naked and throws him in a cage. Yeah. And after a long-ass while, he does indeed turn into a gorilla. Hey! Hey! Turns into a big, ugly gorilla suit. A really bad one. Just the worst fucking gorilla suit. But hey, at least they also rigged this mask to move with the actor's mouth. Yes. So it can kind of flap its lower jaw at you. Yeah. Now, when other people discover this thing, which they will pretty quickly, they are told it's Ramona and that one of the uh, professor's experiments has worked. Ramona is being hidden by just putting her in the next room over from the lab. Yes, because the next 
evolutionary step from chimpanzee is gorilla. Yes. So, of course, that's what they are going with. Yeah, that's how this works. You can, you can, I mean, at one point he does say that uh, the gorilla and the chimpanzee are the direct ancestors of the human. Yeah, Nona's like, well, are you going to take it to the next step and uh, give them more evolutionary terms? Like, oh, no, this no. one will never be human. Oh, oh, I, uh, I uh, love this shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, none of those two idiots are here right now, and right. I love it. Are you going to turn him back into a human? Not as long as the checks keep clearing. <laughs> uh, So, then... You know, Nona and Sammy go look for Duke. They can't find him. And they're just sort of like, oh, I got to run around trying to find stuff. Nona heads out to the village. No one's seen him there. She goes to Pepe's. Meanwhile, Sammy goes into the lab and the gorilla begins to do charades with him. Oh, that is awful. Mostly because it's... Here's the problem. We've entered a point in the movie where... Duke, who at least has a normal human voice, doesn't anymore, which means that whenever the two of them are acting together, it's just Sammy talking. Yeah, it's Sammy talking and nonstop in the background, a person making gorilla noises. (laughs) Over. (laughs) Yams? Is it yams? Ah, pupil. Ah. You're like, I will murder both of you. (laughs) And it is a long fucking time. Like, it is most of the end of this movie is just Sammy and a gorilla guy. Uh Uh-huh. And it fucking sucks. Oh, it it blows. It it absolutely... It goes on for so goddamn long. Like, eventually, Sammy manages to hear Ramona in the other room jumping around. Yeah. Finds that and is like, oh, well, if you're Ramona, then who is this gorilla? And then it takes him another good five minutes to figure it out. It takes the gorilla doing a gorilla noise version of Deed I Do, the song that he normally does. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, oh they they turned Dookie into a gorilla. Ah! Yeah. And then he's like, well, I can't take him to the village. They'll think he's a dangerous gorilla and shoot him. So I'm going to take him upstairs and extend this bit. Yes. Such that they get into an argument that is loud enough in gorilla sounds to attract another guy in a gorilla costume. <laughs> I like to think that they attracted another guy in a gorilla costume and not, yes. a, not a gorilla. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is my sincere belief that they're like, oh, this guy heard someone doing fake gorilla noises and is like, ooh, someone's having a dumb gorilla party. I'm in a gorilla costume. I should go out there. I never miss a gorilla party. <laughs> I have invented a formula that will turn any man into a man in a gorilla costume. (laughs) It is what we evolved from. I will turn a man into someone who is crazy for gorilla parties. (laughs) In the caveman days, we evolved from gorillas into men in gorilla costumes. And eventually from there into gorilla, uh, to men. (laughs) And then from there into real gorillas. (laughs) And then back into gorilla costumes and then men. (laughs) A long and evolutionarily widening road. <laughs> uh, so, yes, a lovesick female gorilla hears the sounds of Duke's gorilla grunting and comes up and then we get more Sammy and a gorilla shit. Yes. Until finally... If you can imagine a, but Dookie, if you're out in the hallway... 
but you're standing right here. No, Dookie, uh, tell me this is you, Dookie. Oh, Dookie. Oh, no. And the gorilla never does anything. This, the this amount one. of yelling of Dookie in this is rough. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people yelling Dookie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got a pretty, uh, what was that Hulk Hogan movie we had to watch where a guy yells Dookie? <laughs> Because it's got it's got that same vibe. What, which one was that? It was the one where he plays the the other wrestler. You know the other wrestler. You know the one where he like he's a friend to all children. I that, I know that's every you know Hulk Hogan every movie. Hulk Hogan movie, but it's specifically the one where he plays a wrestler, but he's not Hulk Hogan. I forget what it's called. It is a matter. Santa with muscles. No, no, because in that he plays a rich billion a rich billionaire food magnate. Yeah. In this one, he plays. I think his name is like Rip something or other, and he was just another wrestler. Man, I could not possibly tell you which of the many different ones because I was like. Oh, is it like... Is it McKinsey's Island? Is it like Mr. Nanny or whatever the fuck that one was? No, because I think he's an alien in that one. <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm aware, there's only one movie where he plays a wrestler that isn't Hulk Hogan. Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, you go ahead. So they go running out and... No holds barred. There you go. He goes running out and <laughs> exits pursued by another gorilla. Zabor sees them running out and just grabs his rifle, and he's like, well, time to go shoot that fucking gorilla. And they manage to get to the village, and when they get there, Sammy's like, no, don't shoot, this is Dookie, me. And then they don't shoot, so that was yeah, easy. they don't have fucking guns. Yeah, I don't well, know what he thought they were like, going to do. I think they pull a knife, like, like the chief pulls a knife, and he's like, ah, no, it's Dookie, no. No, don't do it. And they finally are like, oh, no, what happened to you? Oh, we, we'll have to save you. And then Zabor just shows up and is like, well, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. And everyone on the island is like, good, <laughs> do it. I'm not going to remotely attempt to stop you. Yeah. The only one who does is Sammy, who gets in front of Duke Gorilla and takes a shot for him. Mm -hmm. And he goes down and he's dying. And, and the gorilla cradles him and he's like, oh, Dookie, oh, I, I'm, I'm dying. Oh. And then he wakes up, and it was all a dream. He used to read Word, Word Up, up magazine. magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in a limousine. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh. Well, it was all a dream, and it turns out that everyone who was on the island, except for uh, Bella Lugosi, who I assume... No, could... Bella Lugosi's there. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. the guy who owns the club there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just remembered, yeah. Because um, they're playing the Jungle Room, or Jungle Hut nightclub. Yeah. And so Nona is one of the acts at the nightclub, and she has... Uh, her the chief is a dude in a gorilla costume yeah like not an actual gorilla a, an actual dude in a gorilla costume who takes the head off and is like man it's hot under there yeah yeah he's like oh and, and they're like whoa that guy just evolved into a human right before our very eyes <laughs> wow evolution what a process <laughs> now the weird thing is for some reason sammy who has been told to work here uh, knows all of these people because all of the other performers are like, hi, Duke. Hi, Sammy. We've worked with you. But Sammy has, I guess, just woke up amnesia. And so was like, oh, you're you're an island princess. And oh, oh, God, where's Dr. Zabor? Yeah. And he won't remember exactly where he is until he sees Saloma, his his erstwhile paramour from the films, uh, film proper. And he's there's a brief moment where she's out doing a luau dance. Yeah. She's like leading a luau dance. Um, and he looks at her and you get this, oh no, he's going to start yelling about how she's fat again. Oh my God, please don't do that. But no, it turns out they are actually dating in real life. Yeah. She comes over and he is at first like, 
oh no, and doesn't want that, but she kisses him because they are actually together, and then he goes, oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they kiss again. That's all right for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... Dr. Zabor is the manager who's just like, oh, you better get some laughs this time or you'll be collecting unemployment insurance. Blah, now I'll be a bat. (laughs) (laughs) That's how evolution works. And then we get, like I mentioned earlier, we get to see like one minute of of, uh, Duke and Sammy's act, which is that Sammy tells an extremely abhorrent joke that is not coherent. And Duke just kind of goes, so here's my song. Anyway, here's a song that I do. The only one I do. Nobody acknowledge him. We're just doing no reinforcement. Negative <laughs> reinforcement is too cruel. Nobody applaud for this piece of shit, please. <laughs> Let's just pretend he didn't say that. Do I love you? Indeed I do. And then the movie's just over. And then it just ends. And there's no ending credit. It's just, burp, we're done. Yeah. Jesus. It's fucking horse shit. <laughs> So, now we will get into our bests and worsts for the film. Jeff, give me the best thing in Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Uh, it's definitely the fine acting performance of one Ramona T. Chimp. <laughs> Classic, I mean, hits her lines and marks, Does knows when to go out, good ape. I mean, I'll say that. Ramona does a great job in this. Yes. I'm not fantastic. I don't know if you think I'm being disingenuous. I'm not. No. That's the best part of this movie. No, she's great. Yeah. <laughs> I also think, what's her name? Mur- Muriel Lewis or whatever. She's like probably the second most famous person in this. She plays Saloma. Uh-huh. Because she, I, I spent the movie going like, do I know her from somewhere? And it turns out I do. She was in Dr. Doolittle. Uh-huh. She's in a bunch of other shit too, but I knew her from Dr. Doolittle. And, and so she actually had roles and did things. <laughs> yes. Um. So that was nice, but... But yeah, Ramona the, the Chimp's fine acting and good animal work was was a delight to see. What about you? I think probably my favorite bit in this entire movie is the Bella Lugosi sitting in a chair yeah. in his, like, the front area of this castle, just getting wasted. He's just taking shots. Yeah. And then Duke shows up and he's like, your friend's in the lab. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Shot. Yeah, especially when, when Sammy comes down and is like, yeah, monkey, apey monkey. And he's like, why do you have my monkey? What, what, the, what is wrong with you? Put that back in the Go cage. Put that back in the cage. showed up in my room. I don't care. Enough Shut from, the fuck uh, up. Enough from you. Daddy trying to drink. <laughs> they don't pay me to act aside you. <laughs> yeah, that that scene in particular of him just taking a shot and being like, I don't know, go check on your dumb idiot friend. Yeah. Whoop. <laughs> yeah. Especially because I'm like, I am guaranteed certain he is actually getting drunk in that scene. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a quick question, John. You want the racism or the fat shaming? <laughs> well, let's go one or the other. Spin the big wheel. Jeff, what was your least favorite part of this movie? Uh, probably going to go with the racism, all the brown face and the... Uh, the parts when they're trying to do dances and like Samuel just get up and fuck with them. Just the general sense of ridiculous entitlement that kills me. Yeah. The cola cola jokes. Every little bit of it is so the, bad. The made up shit language. The made up bullshit language. Whoo. Ne jabba no bada. <laughs> Whew. Good yeah. Lord. No good. Yeah. And that is, of course, the worst thing in here. The second worst thing in here is, of course, Every single word that comes out of Sammy Petrillo's mouth. Yeah, you can just roll the fat shaming up into that, and yeah. it'll work just fine. <laughs> it's just a constant screeching tirade of trash, and occasionally more offensive than other times. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, he's so bad. 
<sighs> like so, you, you think maybe if you had a guy whose only marketable skills and he kind of sounds like Jerry Lewis, you could at least put a voice coach on him. You know, not a voice coach, but like a writer. Like, oh yeah, say this. Don't say whatever you want. Say this. No, except the whole point of this was someone who had apparently seen their act was like, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. They should have a movie like Martin and Lewis and <laughs> then managed to talk a studio into doing it and then immediately was like, oh, no, Martin and Lewis showed up and went, how dare you put this out? <laughs> you realize how big of a mistake you just made, I assume. Yeah. And they <laughs> the guy in charge of the uh, the film company tried to buy the negative from the guy who made it so he could destroy it. Oh, Christ. But they never reached an agreement, so it got released. Oh, man. Yeah, we almost were spared this movie. Hmm. And yet, here oh, well. we are. Jeff, it's time for us to give this movie each a rating from 0 to 5 to give it a full rating out of 10. <sighs> Jeff? I'm almost fingering the 0 card here because this doesn't even feel like it qualifies as a film. Like, it almost hits that. I'm going to give it the point five, but it gets so close to just not even really having a plot and just being a meandering pile of turds that just ends. Yep. That I'm almost willing to give it the exceedingly rare zero. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a point five, even though it ends on that it was all a dream type bullshit. Got what it. about you? Uh, I, I'll go with the... Uh, fuck. No, it's probably a point five. It's so bad. It's awful. It's just hard to watch because i mean in addition to the fact that it sucks like everything else aside it's not good but in addition to that the film quality is trash the audio quality is trash like even just attempting to watch this if it was a good film would be hard but on top of that it's just terrible to watch it in addition to all that plus all of its other problems it's it's rough. Yeah. It's fucking rough. It's just, oh man, I, I was looking forward to some some pretty bad shit, but I, di I didn't know what I was specifically up for. Oh yeah. I figured this was going to be on the level of like, you know, Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman or whatever. And it's it's worse than that. No, Martin Landau, who was oh, yeah, preparing for his role uh, in Ed Wood, watched this three times and said it was so bad it made Ed Wood's films look like Gone with the Wind. So... Just ringing endorsements all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Malton calls it one of the all-time greats. <laughs> Leonard Malton was really drunk once. <laughs> Leonard Malton is fucking with you. <laughs> so, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Movie Mastery. We will, of course, be back in another couple weeks with another comedy, horror, maybe, movie that... <laughs> is almost definitely going to be better than this. Oh, yeah. And if you would like more, you can always support the show. Help us out yeah. by going to patreon.com slash system mastery. Sure can. Any level that you support us at will unlock bonus content. And if you go all the way up to the $10 a month level, you get a ton of shows. You get two per week plus an extra one per month. And... As I mentioned before, we are going through the TV uh, superheroes through the ages up into the 70s right now with the Incredible Hulk meets Daredevil in an amazing TV movie. Yeah, yeah. Much, much more fun to have watched than this. 
Uh, expect this is going to be the, the rare month or rare time where we reverse the episodes. This is going to be shorter than that because it was fun. Yeah. So be sure to join us for that special extra long episode over on the Patreon. And of course, if you can't help us out monetarily, we fully understand times are tough for a lot of people. But if you like the show and you're listening to us, you can always rate or review or tell a friend about it. Mm-hmm. Help grow the show. Help us keep doing what we're doing. And hopefully, we can keep the lights on. That would be great. So, hey, we appreciate it if you help. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. And until then, all of you have a good one. Do-be-be-be-do-you.